1: You are Locked on Packers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers, and you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, and if you ever want to reach out ask a question, leave a comment, whatever, you can do it at the Locked On Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775. It is Thursday, which means the scouting report for Washington. And the Packers, interestingly, are three-point road favorites. And I don't know that I love that line. Uh, I, I don't know that it is necessarily fair. But... The Packers did get some good news on the injury front on Wednesday. Oren Burks, they had a walkthrough. So this is this is not, there were not full participation. Uh, this was not, you know, 100%. Mike McCarthy said that the overtime game caused them to change the schedule a little bit. They, He said our numbers said that this is how they should handle things, which suggests that they are actually at the forefront of some of this biometric stuff. Um, there are a lot of, um, pro sports teams that use body data, energy, and there's a lot of different ways you can measure how much uh, energy is lost dur- over the course of the game, how much energy had to be exerted, all of those things, and, and it's it's very scientific. Uh, the science is really good on it, and not every team does it. I don't know why they don't, because the science is out there. I, I You would need someone much smarter than me to explain it, but um suffice it to say, um, they're, they're being cautious with practice this week, which I think is a good thing. It was a really hot game. Um, I heard from people there that by the end of the game, it was really brutally hot, and that could be one of the reasons why the Packers' defense slowed down a little bit, because they really, they were on the field a lot in the second half, and it was it was warm. Uh, but Oren Burks returned to practice, uh, Josh Jones was a limited participant in practice. He said he's going to play this week, and and Green Bay is going to need both of those guys, or at the very least one of them, in this matchup. We're going to get to that, uh, but I, I, you know, it sounds like Kevin King is not going to play this week. Mike McCarthy said, uh, you know, he'd be he'd be hard pressed to play this week, but it doesn't sound like this is a an injury that is serious. Uh, he did not practice, however, so. Um, clearly they are, they're being conservative. Their soft tissue injuries are so problematic and can be so touchy and so tricky to deal with that you know, I think Green Bay, they drafted these two rookies. Um, that's going to be a, a conversation about how they're going to use those guys. I wrote about that for Acme Packing Company on Wednesday about the way that, that the Packers might match up um, with Josh Jackson, especially if Kevin King cannot go. So let's dig into this situation with Washington and and what this team looks like. And let's start with them offensively. I went back and watched the tape of their game against Indianapolis. As Nick Ashew said yesterday, uh, I don't know how much we can learn from week one because they played, if not the worst team in the league, the second worst team in the league. And so I don't know that there's much you can take away in terms of, oh, this we learn this. We learn that. Mm, No. And even even through two weeks, I think it's tough to, to learn a lot about these teams but here's, here's basically what I found out about this offense. The first is uh, Alex Smith is still Alex Smith. And his average depth of target by air yards, which is basically a measurement of, of how far down the field he's throwing the ball, only three starters so far through two weeks have a lower number. He is still Charlie Checkdown. And that, I think, is going to impact the way that this defense attacks him because Their two best players on offense are Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson. And Chris Thompson is their leading receiver. Jordan Reed is their best receiver. And and Packer fans will remember in in games with Washington before Jordan Reed has killed them. And so having Oren Burks and or Josh Jones in this game could be helpful. But my expectation is what they will do is this is going to be a Josh Jackson situation. So Kevin King is not going to play. We think rather than putting Jackson on the boundary and having him play as an outside corner, what I expect Mike Patton to do is put him on Jordan Reed and say, you have this guy. I think Jair Alexander is a great matchup with Jamison Crowder. And the rest of the receivers just don't scare you. Josh Doxson has been so inconsistent over the course of his Washington career. Paul Richardson was a signing from Seattle who was a guy who was going to catch one deep ball a game and that was going to be it. You look at the box score from the Colts game and basically half his targets, over half his targets went to tight ends and running backs, but right about half of Alex Smith's targets went just to Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed. So if Josh Jones is playing and you say okay Josh Jones you 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 got Chris Thompson and you play that sort of heavy dime package where you bring Jones into the game as the safety you bring, you're going to have four corners but really Josh Jackson is going to sort of play a safety role and he's going to he's going to cover Jordan Reed and then beyond that it, it really doesn't matter. Tremon Williams and Devon House can handle Doxson and Richardson. And so the 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 guys you have to take out of the play on any given play offensively, a Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson. And what will make that easier is the offensive line really struggled last week against a a thoroughly mediocre Indianapolis Colts front. Uh, Sean Lavau is not a great player and he had a really bad game. Even Morgan Moses, who's a solid right tackle, struggled. Brandon Scherf, who's a really good guard, did not have a good game against Indianapolis. The center... Whose, whose name is vaguely French and I'm not going to try and pronounce because I'll probably butcher it, he's, he's not very good. And this is, this is an opportunity for Green Bay. It happened against Minnesota. They weren't able to finish enough. But they pushed around that Minnesota front. And they're going to be able to push around this Washington front, especially at the spots that I mentioned, right tackle, center, and left guard. And Trent Williams got abused by Nick Perry in that playoff game a few years ago. That probably won't happen again, but Green Bay clearly has an advantage with their front. And so if you can stop Adrian Peterson and this running game with your three-down linemen, you have Blake Martinez back there, if you can do that from a lighter personnel grouping, then that gives you a tremendous advantage. And you're going to say, okay, Alex Smith, beat us down the field, we dare you. I think that's going to be the tax, and that is the way you beat this team. That's what Indianapolis did. They said, okay, Alex Smith, we dare you to beat us down the field, and he couldn't. I mentioned the line with the Packers. I do think, if you believe the Packers are going to win, and I do, uh, that the Packers minus the three, I like that bet for the sole reason that I think if the Packers win, they could win not just by three, but by seven, by 10. I don't know that Washington is really that good. I I saw a lot of things with this offense and defense that I think Green Bay could take advantage of. And if you want to lay some money down, do it at mybookie.ag because when you deposit that very first time, they will match that deposit. What could be better than free money? You don't even have to place a bet and they're already giving you money. They also have live in-game betting over-unders on fantasy points scored, which is, I just, that's my favorite thing. I just think it's so fun because you don't need to have any institutional knowledge. You don't need to be a stockbroker to to understand how that works. MyBookie.ag is so popular right now and so slammed with new bettors that they want to give you the best service possible. So if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, They'll give you an additional $25 in free play on a deposit over $100. Join now. I told you MyBookie will match that first deposit dollar for dollar, but they're also going to give you 25 extra dollars, 25 free extra dollars if you deposit after 7 p.m. when you use the promo code LOCKEDON25. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, I think the the strength of this team is in the front, particularly on the edges. Preston Smith and Ryan Kerrigan are outstanding pass rushers. They have Pernell McPhee behind him, Ryan Anderson. I, I like the inside linebackers with Mason Foster and Zach Brown, but they didn't play well against Indianapolis. The front didn't play well. They have a lot of of high-level draft capital invested in that front, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, but the Colts, the Colts got after them a little bit, and they protected Andrew Luck pretty well until late in the game. So I think Green Bay, who will have a chance to be successful running the ball against this team, and I think the corners are is that's another place where Green Bay can get after them a little bit. Quinton Dunbar. Uh, He had a really good week one, but he's basically still learning the position. Josh Norman can't really run anymore. Monte Nicholson is the strong safety. DJ Swearinger is the free safety. Neither of those guys are great in coverage. And one of the things the Colts did pretty consistently is take advantage of communication breakdowns. Before just about every play, it looked like Washington was trying to get set. And they didn't always get set. And... Aaron Rodgers is going to be aware of all of that. And if they're sloppy substituting, he's going to catch them and get a free play out of it. So that's something to keep an eye on in this game. But the other thing that they struggled with was communication in man coverage. Now, Washington mixes coverages. They play a little bit of man, a little bit of zone. You don't always know what they're going to be in. But when they're in either coverage, frankly, they struggle keeping track of their men across the field and the Colts were able to get a lot of plays where they had someone running on a post or a drag or a dig, and across the field, Washington was not able to track the receiver. They There was some pick plays, some rub routes, stuff like that. One of the things that, that Washington did against Indianapolis, and maybe this was just because of T.Y. Hilton, was they played their safeties really deep, and on third and long, they played very soft. Well, one of the things Green Bay loves to do is they love to, to, to call those little... Uh, receiver screens and and try on third and long and try and let a guy go make a play. Well, Indianapolis did that a number of times against Washington, and it worked. And they were able to get big plays out of it. Because if you start 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, all of a sudden that receiver with the ball, someone like Randall Cobb or Devontae Adams, who's so good after the catch, they're coming with a head of steam, and they've got a two-way go on these defenders with blockers out in front. One of the things Washington didn't do well against Indianapolis was rally to the football. And that's something you have to do against Green Bay. So uh, I think Green Bay is going to be able to create big plays in this game. I think they're going to find ways underneath to get guys open. And I just don't think Washington has an answer for Devontae Adams. I think he can run past Josh Norman. And I just don't think Quentin Dunbar can stick with him in man coverage on the outside. I'll be very interested to see how Washington decides to defend this Packers offense because if you play soft, Aaron Rodgers will pick you apart. If you don't blitz, Aaron Rodgers will pick you apart. But if you do blitz, Aaron Rodgers will pick you apart. And the Packers offensive line is better than the Colts offensive line. And Washington struggled to create pressure on Andrew Luck without blitzing. They were able to do it a little bit better in the second half. But even in an immobile Rodgers against Minnesota, for example, a much better pass rush and a much better defense overall, was able to buy some time and create plays down the field. I think the Green Bay is going to be able to move the ball. I think they're going to be able to score. The question is, can they score touchdowns instead of field goals? That was the bugaboo for them last week. Are you scoring touchdowns in the red zone? I think we're going to see Jimmy Graham heavily featured in this game. Um, The the Colts used their tight ends a lot. They targeted them a lot in this game uh, last week, so I think you're going to see that. They also got the ball out quickly. Andrew Luck, a shortest depth-of-field target in football, and he didn't even really play well. He threw two interceptions, didn't really play that well, and Washington still lost by double digits at home. While Green Bay is a much better team than Indianapolis— Aaron Rodgers is is not going to play that poorly. And this offensive line is going to protect better. I think the defense for Green Bay is better. I think they match up with Washington better. So I think this is, the matchups are there for Green Bay. The, the Washington is is in some ways an ideal matchup for the Packers, given their current constitution, even with some of the injuries that they have. Uh, I know that last year, you know, running backs and tight ends really hurt Green Bay and running backs and tight ends are, are what, You know, Washington does best, but that's all they have. And I think Mike Patton showed he has a plan for how he's going to attack teams like that. And I think that's how we're going to, that's what we're going to see on Sunday. Now, again, he basically took the exact opposite tact that I thought he would in week one. But, uh, and then he he played a little bit more traditionally against Minnesota. So we'll see. Washington is a little bit more traditional in their personnel and how they deploy people, but but they also did run a very uh creative in its traditionality does that make sense because they ran a they ran a wing T full triple option play the NFL doesn't do that anymore so by saying that's traditional it's really it's really non-traditional in the modern NFL or at least atypical but it didn't work by the way the pitch got fumbled and it was a mess but I think Green Bay has a plan for how they're going to attack teams that try and get mismatches in the passing game with their running backs and their tight ends. They did a very effective job against Mitch Trubisky, who has really only been marginally worse than Alex Smith was through the first two weeks. I actually think that's a very um, favorable comp for Trubisky. And Green Bay, against this defense, I think Jimmy Graham can have a good day because I I don't trust Mason Foster in coverage, necessarily. And I, I think these receivers are going to find openings. This is very much like Chicago, where you want to stress the, the second, the third, the fourth corner. I hope we see more of Marquez Valdez scantling in this game because Fabian Moreau he has shown very little to this point as a cornerback. And I, I think that they can stress Washington with their matchups. Indianapolis went to multiple tight ends and said, okay, we're going to throw to the one that has the linebacker on it because you're, you can't put safeties on everyone. Now, Green Bay has has found the loophole for that because they're they're playing light with corners, but not every defense is going to do that. I don't expect Greg Minuski to do that. So I, I think this defense, despite having some strong numbers last year as a unit, they're not playing that well this year. And I think they, they really miss Kendall Fuller, who they gave up in that Alex Smith trade. Quentin Dunbar is not that dude. Fabian Moreau is not that dude. And then behind him are names that you know no one really knows: Greg Stroman, Danny Johnson, Adonis Alexander. These are not these are not name guys. They're not guys that Green Bay uh, is going to fear. I think this could be a big Geronimo Allison game because this is one of those situations where when when Washington isn't playing man, they're not going to travel with their corners. So there were a couple plays against Indianapolis where Josh Norman is out there in zone coverage in particular, and there's a running back out there, which means that you've got a receiver running free through zone coverage in the middle of the field. And as I said, that's a problem for Washington just in general, because they don't communicate as well as they need to. But you want Devontae Adams trying to be covered by a linebacker or a safety. That's exactly what Aaron Rodgers wants. So I think Mike McCarthy, this is the kind of defense he can attack. We saw that in the playoff game a couple years ago, and really two years ago in the game that ended up spurring the the run-the-table comments, Green Bay found some things with their offense. That was what Rodgers was talking about in the post-game press conference. I watched that game, and I thought, this offense found some things that it can hang its hat on. Jared Cook crushed this team in 2016. With, with very similar personnel, I think Jimmy Graham, who who unlocked a little bit his potential in this offense last week, can have a big game given the guys that are on the field here. And when the best part of your defense is your edge guys, and the best part of the offense for Green Bay that that isn't named Aaron Rodgers are their offensive tackles, that is the ideal matchup for Green Bay because you trust David Bakhtiari and Brian Bulaga to just say, all right, here's the deal. Preston Smith and Ryan Kerrigan, if you neutralize them, Washington can't beat us. And I think that's the truth, especially if Green Bay doesn't turn the ball over. I think that's where we are. I think Green Bay can win this game by a touchdown or more. Because if Indianapolis can do it, Green Bay can do it. And Green Bay matches up with them so much better. I mentioned the success of Jimmy Graham and Ben Fennel had a great Film breakdown piece. If you're if you're not reading those things, you should be. And if you're not, because you're not an athletic subscriber, what are you waiting for? Listeners to Locked On Packers get 40% off. That's just $2.99 a month. When you go to the athletic.com slash On Packers, it's not just that they have great content and they do. Ben Fennel, again, one of the smartest football guys writing not just about the Packers, but any team out there. He had a great breakdown of the post-wheel concept that Green Bay loves to go to. They they use it a number of times against Minnesota, and I think it's something they're going to use this week against Washington. Go find it with your athletic subscription. You're not going to see ads or pop-ups or autoplay videos. It is just genuine, great football content. And not just football content, guys. There's NBA content, baseball, national, wherever you are. And I know we have listeners around the country, around the world. We don't have an Athletic London yet or Athletic Paris, but that's probably going to come. So if you are not just a Wisconsin fan, there is everything for you at The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash LockedOnPackers to get 40% off and be the smartest fan that you can be.
0: america's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit dave's to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store
1: all right this is the part of the schedule green bay needs to take advantage of go in in washington you got the bills coming in the week after, and and then you're just you can roll downhill from there. You start to get healthy. Luckily, Green Bay has not to this point lost new players to long-term injuries. The Jake Ryan injury, I think, actually unlocks this the best version of this defense. And because that means playing Oren Burks, who I think should have been on the field anyway. Getting him back on the field is going to be huge this week, especially against. Jordan Reed, and Chris Thompson. Hopefully Josh Jones is able to play too, and it would be the first time all season Green Bay had its full complement of defenders, at least in the non-Jake Ryan division. But again, I always liked Burks on the field better than Ryan. Anyway, and offensively, they get Aaron Jones back. And that's something we'll talk more in depth about tomorrow. They cut Deontay Burton to make room for Aaron Jones. And Mike McCarthy said he is behind Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery. And I think that's true. But that is a short-term thing because Aaron Jones is just a better running back than those other guys. And it's become the cool thing to say, oh, well, pass protection means something. And that's true. Jamal Williams is an excellent pass protector. But Aaron Jones is just so much better at everything else. He really is. And I'd love to see them use Ty Montgomery more as a receiver. I'd like to see, frankly, I'd like to see him get more touches in general. Jamal Williams is a solid running back who can do everything for you, and he's not going to hurt you. He is a Mike McCarthy player, but he might as well be a fullback in this offense because he's just not capable of the kind of explosive plays on a consistent basis that someone like Ty Montgomery or Aaron Jones can. He can do it. He can create big plays for you. He did it last year in stretches, but you're going to get like one a game. Aaron Jones could give you two or three a game. And he could give you one every time he touches the ball. That's not the case for Jamal Williams, but it is also the case for Ty Montgomery. So keep an eye on that on that running back share as we move forward. I don't think this week is going to be the best indication because it's still early. But if if mid to late October we're still talking about Aaron Jones only getting four to six carries a week, I think that's a big problem for the Packers because he's their most talented running back. And it seems like a lot of fans realize that. I don't know if Mike McCarthy realizes that, but we'll see. We will see. All right, tomorrow we will update you on the latest with the injury situation with the Green Bay Packers. Oren Burks looks like he's on track to play. It seems like there's no questions about Aaron Rodgers. He's going to play, and it seems like Kevin King isn't going to play. So I don't know how many questions there will be about uh, availability for these guys, but I'll update you as necessary. Get to some of your questions. There's some really good questions that I'm, that I'm really excited to get to. In fact, I, I wanted to get to one or two of them yesterday. And, and frankly, just ran out of time. The, the podcast was already over 30 minutes. And, and I don't want to keep you. I know your time is precious. And one of the reasons this show is unique is because it is a small daily snippet. So I'm going to respect your time. And we'll get to that tomorrow. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the, the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnPackers. There's so much content at Acme Packing Company that I hope you'll go find. I write almost every day for them. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at the Lockdown Packers fan hotline, 920-341-3775. The point of that is to help you be included in the show. We want you to feel a part of this community so that you always want to stay Locked On Packers.